What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 223. On this episode, I'm joined by Soko, where we talk about the Patreon, merch shop, a fire, underground diamonds, being a guest on a podcast, Spotify, and then the last half is our top five favorite artists of the year. Uh, thanks for checking us out. What up? Uh, First thing I'm going to get to is I'm going to get to these uh, ads. They're not real ads. They're they're ads for myself. So uh, to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo and give any amount of money to get early access to the podcast. Give enough money, you can get shouted out like my mother, Hurricane Haynes. Marshall the Dharma Initiative Bear. Again, I'm going to just keep this going all month. Powwow isn't an active patron anymore, but he hasn't canceled is what it said. So we'll see what happens. And uh, yeah, anyway, we would, would really, really appreciate your support. And then um, also have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast with Mo. If you would like uh, some tangible items for your support. I get that. I think that makes sense. So, um, anyway, that's, that's the, that's the pitch. Uh, this week I'm going to give a call to the homie Soko. We call him every like two or three months. Uh, normally talk music people with him. I'll be honest. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't have anything on the slate. I mean, we might talk music artists. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's, uh, if you don't know, he's from graveyard entertainment. They're like this, uh, I don't know if they're like a label or like a rap team, hip hop team. I don't fucking know. Um, anyway, he's one of those dudes uh, and he comes on and yeah, cool dude. So anyway, um, we'll give him a call. Yo, what's up, man? Okay, there we go. Yeah, I can hear you now. It's still doing it. Uh, not like it was. We'll see. Uh, I have the, the audio saved of the other one where eventually it's just like 20 seconds of humming of like, <laughs> and I was like, I can't hear anything except that. So now that's entertainment. Right. So like, I don't think we could keep that one going. Um, but, uh, yeah, what's, yeah, probably what's, not going to make it. What's up, man? How's life? <laughs> Nothing too much, man. Just, uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. You know, still. The whole world's quarantine, and I'm just living. Like I don't know, it's I ain't really too worried about the COVID stuff. I, I wear my mask, you know, where people want me to wear it at. I work from home, so I don't care about that. I don't care about seeing people all the time, so that doesn't bother me either. So I'm pretty good in it. Well, hell yeah. Um, God damn it, fucking. There's some feedback coming up again, but I don't know what we can do about. Are you serious? So <sighs> maybe I don't need to be in here. Maybe it's the room I'm in. <laughs> It's weird. We'll figure it out eventually. That one wasn't as loud as before. Like I said, a lot before it was just like disabling. Um, yeah, I had, uh, I was saying before we canceled earlier or we had to cancel the call and re- redo it. Um, 
I'll retell this story. I'm sure was snappy, but we had I had a crazy thing happen today where through my job, I go uh, like school to school, you know, doing shit, fixing computers, things like that. So because of that, I'm able to right, stuff. Uh, stop by my house because I live right between like all of my schools and I'll stop by in the morning and I normally refill my coffee one time. And then at lunch, I get it. You know, I, I pour a tea in a thermos, some sweet tea. And then normally, you know, if I run out, I'll, I'll get some more. So. You know, at one point in time, I had to go drop off some Chromebooks to my boss. And then on my way back to my office place, I was like, I'm going to stop by and refill my tea. And I come down the street and I noticed smoke and I was coming from this house. And I was like, that's weird. And I get out of my car and it smells, you know, like something's burning. So I walked down and started knocking on these people's door and uh, like all their blinds are melted and it's all black. And, you know, clearly the house is on oh, fire. Shit. And so I called 911 and. I'm only like two, three blocks from this fire department. And I would have thought their like fire alarms would have come on immediately. But no, it took like five minutes. I mean, just sitting there until finally their fire alarms came on and then they, you know, their trucks and they came, did shit or whatever. But uh, yeah, and then they kicked open the door and a dog ran out. So I kind of saved the life of a dog today. Um, feeling good about that. That's pretty awesome, man. It, it reminds me of <laughs> a similar story that happened that to me, that was a much more tragic ending, unfortunately. But I was uh, I, I was riding home from work, and this was maybe three, four years ago. But it was a house in my neighborhood. Same thing. I saw smoke, saw fire, and a bunch of people standing outside of it, just kind of looking. But none of them lived there. They were just looking, trying to figure out what was going on. And I got out the car, and I walked up to it, and it was the same thing. Like, the windows were just black. So you could tell it was filled with smoke. And uh, I remember I, I knocked on the front door. Then I went to the back door, tried to knock on it. And I was like, well, hopefully nobody's home. And I, a part of me wanted to kick in the door. But I was like, I've seen way too many movies where when you do that, it backdrafts. Right. And then like an explosion happens. And I'm like, do I want to die for this? Yeah. And if especially if nobody's in there. And so, you know, I just I mean, it, people had already called the fire department and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I've done the most I'm comfortable with doing. You know, I, I got to make it home to my family, too. So. I, you know, I was hoping nobody was in there, but it turned out the person was in there. I think they were probably already dead. I think they died of smoke inhalation. They ended up like leaving something on the stove or something like that. But yeah, that's that's weird that pretty much it happened to me the exact same way. No dog saved, though. In right, my. right. But, you know, <clears throat> what the thing that stuck out to me the most was, you know, I was kind of freaking out a little bit because I'm looking around and I'm like, how am I the one just happened to be stopping by to fucking refill my drink? Um I'm the one that's noticing this. And then I look across the street and this, you know, one of my neighbors across the street, she's carrying in groceries. And I was like, Hey, this house looks like it's on fire to you. And she was like, uh, I guess. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> and then I was fucking some crackheads walking down the road. And I asked him, cause I don't know why. And he was like, Oh no. And then I knocked on the door, right. You know, that neighbor's house right next door to them. And was like, Hey, you might want to move your cars. I just called the fire department and they're about to all be here. You know, they're going to probably block you in and shit. And then they knew the guy. And then, so they called the guy who lived there and was like, Hey, your house is on fire and shit. Um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. It's crazy. Uh, when I was a little kid, I've also called in to the fire department about, um, a house being on fire, but it was before cell phones existed. So I like run all the way home to do it. Just to call. So you weren't even at the scene when you called. Yeah. I called and I was like, there's a house on the corner of C and Ash and it's on fire. And uh, it was like super on fire. I was like, I don't know how the fuck the people didn't know. 
a house being on fire isn't funny, but you asking somebody for a second opinion on whether or not it looks like it's on fire. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Well, at first, because it smelled so, you know, wood, you know, I thought like maybe they had a fireplace going or something and the smoke was just coming out of one part of the top of the roof. And I was like, but that's not a chimney. You know, it looked like the little exhaust tube or whatever. Uh, I was like, that's a lot of smoke. And yeah, once I got up close to it and realized, oh, it's for sure. It's for sure on fire. I'm going to call I'm gonna call 911. Um, but yeah, it also made me think of my house ever on fire. No one's going to fucking know unless I happen to come by and see it. So now I know. Yeah, most people are just like, oh, none of my business. <laughs> and just keep moving. Yeah, I'm it- pretty sure somebody else saw it looking weird like you couldn't have been the first one to notice that especially if it got to the point where blinds were melting like it seems like it probably had been smoldering for a little bit right like i'm glad the dog was okay it was a boxer um apparently it's already real skittish and cautious but it didn't seem to have any burn marks on it or anything like that so um anyway that was an event my eventful day but besides that in general my life's pretty boring I know how that is, man. It's it's work and then creative stuff, which is usually the most exciting part when you can get to it. Uh, yeah, today I made uh, two beats that are both very, uh, very chill, very cool. Um, guess I'm going to try to get up on my R&B shit. That's been my vibe lately. I don't know. I go through my modes. Create another uh, It's True track. That was pretty R&B vibe-ish. Yeah, that one was kind for the lady song yeah it was pretty decent um but yeah also this week uh we know we had forgotten one on last week on the podcast and me and you were both on on his album so uh that came out and uh hopefully that does well yeah i checked it out i liked it i said i'm when it comes to music the type of fan i am like as long as it doesn't like hurt my ears, like that feedback, like as long as it doesn't sound like that feedback <laughs> that you were hearing, right. That makes your ears bleed. And as long as I can hear the vocals and like, they're not buried behind the beat, I can usually vibe with it pretty good. And then of course the content has got to be something I can relate to. Like, I don't know right. if, you, if you're rapping about or even singing about something that is just way off the reservation of anything I could, you know, deal with, then it ain't going to work. But you know, if you're rapping about something, I can be like, oh, I can get with that. Or if you tell me about yourself, then I can usually vibe with it. And that's kind of that's kind of what I get from Forgotten One. His songs are, you know, kind of talk, talking about himself, being positive, that kind of thing. And I can I can do that. I can deal with that. Yeah, I told him his songs. It makes sense because he was a basketball player, but they remind me of layup line songs. You know, they're all like like anthem based, kind of get you high. You know, things you yeah. listen to in the, in I the definitely, layup. I could definitely hear him being in like a, um, what's those movies? Like a You Got Served or something like that. Like those type of like basketball movies or band movies. Right. Or even like those cheerleading movies where it's like a competition. Like even the beats he selects have that kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? That kind of energy. Right. That upbeat pep rally energy kind of. Yeah, it it is interesting, uh, not just him, but everyone in general, whenever people's beat selection, like that is something I've been paying attention to a lot more when people at least make like EPs or an album, you know, some sort of collection of of songs is uh, just a lot of times people, even if they do it unknowingly, they do have a certain sound they go for, you know, like they're developing it, even if they don't get that's what they're doing. Yeah, subconsciously, they're, they're kind of leaning in the same direction even if it's branching off into different subjects and maybe one beats a little darker a little lighter but 
they're all still kind of on the same stream. I've I've heard that too with a lot of projects. Right. And like I've been working on all these uh, little EP beat packs for people. Um and it's it was pretty difficult. Um I almost got them done and then I'm going to try to make one for you. I don't exactly know what vibe I'm going to go for yet. Uh but it it's a lot of work and the fact that I'm just giving away all these beats that could be sold, but that doesn't necessarily mean they would be sold. You know, I have a lot of beats that have never been sold, so I can't act like every beat I make is an instant amount, you know, so much amount of money. Um, but I do think me giving away so many beats to homies, uh, now will pay off. I'm sure during the year next year, you know, when that comes back around. So that's my, my thought process at the moment. I think it will. And if, I mean, you build on those relationships and then what usually ends up happening with stuff like that, like you don't see anything on the front end, but on the back end, you get people that are watching from the outside as these releases are coming out and A to the Mo makes beats is a part of all of them. They're going to be like, well, hold on. I want to be a part of that. And then you always get those artists that are like, they listen to a song, not to listen to the song, but to think if they could have done something better with the beat. And then that could, you know, that'll lead to generate, it'll generate more sales for you and stuff like that with the beats. So, I mean, the, the competitive nature of artists, that, that always helps out, you know, when you can, especially if you got a lot of stuff coming out and they feel like they're hotter or they're better, then that's what makes them want to gravitate towards you. Same thing like with the podcast, you know, they, they hear other artists on it or they hear other people being played on it and then they want to be on it too because they feel like they should be on that level too, which is a good thing. Right. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think the podcasts are interesting because I have, you know, some artists that at least hint around that they would want to be on it or whatever. And so if any artists are listening right now and you haven't been on it and you think you should be, or maybe you've been on it once and you think you should be back or whatever, like, uh, I just, you kind of have to let your personality and your, you know, or whatever come out. A lot of people I think expect, uh, you know, kind of mentioned with forgotten one last week, you know, a lot of people expect me to just do like a typical interview and then they're going to say their stuff about their music career or whatever. But to me, you're not going to come across very cool on my particular podcast because of what it's been all this time. It's just people shooting the shit. So like you kind of got to be able to hang out in that vibe for it to make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like a question answer format. And I, I think that's what a lot of people expect even when like, cause I know you said you've had more than a few occasions where, somebody tell you they want to be on it but then back out at the last minute right like i think they're expecting that question answer format and they either think you're going to ask questions they don't want to answer or they figure out by listening to the podcast that oh it's not like that at all i actually got to hold up a conversation and you know it might lead to places that you know you don't know where it's going to go there's no real like abc format it's just kind of you know wherever the conversation naturally goes that's what we talk about Right. And honestly, once you're on once, it's so much easier to be on again because I've already made the artwork and that's such a pain in the ass for me to make another one. Like when I have to do a new one (laughs) that I'm like, yeah, anyone that's been on before, that'd be great. Yeah. I've already got your picture. I've already got it queued up. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Yes. No extra work. I I am mad at you, man. And then like someone like Minx, you know, I asked her last time she was on something I thought she was going to not answer, but she was like, fuck it. And I was like, yes, you know, so every once in a while we, uh, yeah. I, and I think that's the, that's the cool thing with guests. That's cool. When they can, when they just open up and aren't afraid to talk about whatever. Right. Uh, I know there's been all kinds of stuff going on. I feel like in the Twitter world, um, but I don't really remember 
you know, what we needed to talk about necessarily. Um, but do you have anything in particular? Uh, I know, I know you and, uh, I want to say, no, I wasn't on the episode where you and forgot one of the one before that, uh, you and snappy, y'all kind of got into the Spotify rap stuff. Um, which I, I still think it's a cool thing. Um, if not, if not for no other reason than the fact that no other platform does it, at least that I know of, like I've never seen an email come across from Apple or Deezer or Tidal or, you know, any of the other streaming platforms to say, Hey, you know, two or 200 people listen to your music. Like they don't give it away like that for free. So just the fact that it's given by Spotify, I like it. Uh, and then, you know, it's when you're underground, you already get looked down at by like, like the average person that doesn't make music or anything like their thought process is, well, if you're not famous, then whatever, you're not doing anything. So when you can, you know, kind of get something to show that, Hey, I'm doing something, even if it ain't, you know, what top people are doing, I'm doing something with my music. And that ain't something that's always existed. Like I came up, you know, trying to sell CDs after burning them or getting somebody to press up a bunch and trying to sell them to people. That shit sucked (laughs) and was hard. Like trying to get somebody to listen to music from a CD and now going from that to now you just put it out and it's there for people to listen to at the press of a button. It's just, it's way nicer to be an underground artist right now than it used to be. I would say, and now I never sold CDs. I would just give them away to people. Um, But I probably had like way more listens off CDs than I've ever had off, off streaming because like once it was in someone's CD player, they were, might listen to that motherfucker like a million times in a row. Whereas in on streaming, I know for me personally, I don't listen like I used to where I would listen to that same mixtape over and over again. I pretty much will listen to an album once. If it's good enough to make the A to the favorites playlist, it might make it there, you know, or whatever. But in general, uh, I don't think I give things as much of a chance as I may have before whenever I already had the CD in and I didn't want to have to go burn another CD you know, of other shit to replace it with, if that makes sense. No, I, I get exactly what you're saying. And I think because we came up with CDs being like, that was the, that was the format, you know, when we were just fans, like before you started making music, like if you wanted to hear your favorite artist, it was nine times out of 10, you were getting a CD. Right. You know, but then the stuff progressed on like now, especially with younger fans of music, even some of the older ones, just the fact that it's all in your phone, I think makes it more accessible and just give, it gives you more of a chance. And I guess not necessarily, um, where you are. Cause yeah, you know, if you hand somebody a CD, like you said, it, especially in your town, you know, they're going to play it more, you know, they might see you. So, you know, they're going to listen to it more, but now you get the chance to be heard places that you may never go or may never even want to go. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, that's definitely the like, huge thing. It's just that opportunity to be heard. It doesn't mean you will be heard, but it's an opportunity. And then, you know, the downside is that everybody else is out there waiting to be heard too. And there's only so much time. But just the fact that that opportunity is around, like when I was 16, like I would have loved to have music where it could be online and anybody could hear it. Right. Like, you know, it's just... Times, man, times. But sure. I, I, I love it. Like I said, I'm I'm good with streaming times. And you mentioned the 2020 uh, Spotify rap thing or whatever. Um, my only thing I keep thinking about is, you know, everyone bitches about Spotify not paying enough. And I agree. I think they should pay more per stream for sure. Um, but I think the big issue is they don't punish people for having, quote unquote, fake stream or robot streams or whatever. Right. So then like 
if they're paying people at this new better rate and then they're paying people with those robots streams like that can't work either. Like there has to be some sort of cleaning up of the system and then they could pay more royalties or vice versa, you know, but I think those are things that would have to go hand in hand. I think they'd have to probably do a better job of tracking real numbers. And also uh, the most famous artists in the world buy fake streams. So like, that's a whole other thing. Like, you know, Justin Bieber and, Taylor Swift and all these people, they, they go buy millions and millions of fake streams so that they can make sure their song's number one on, you know, the day it comes out. So you can't have that going on and then also be like, well, pay us for those streams. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like it's just a lot more complicated than people on Twitter want to make it out to being that Spotify's evil. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, just to go even deeper into it, like even before streaming, you know, there were always labels and stuff that would like they would literally they buy a hundred thousand, six hundred thousand of an artist's CD just to boost the sales up. So it's, yeah. it ain't new. Like it's always been going on. Like, but now it's just moved to the streaming part. And the crazy thing is, like with Spotify, like they do have a way of easily shutting it down. Because I've seen before, like anytime you see, you know, I'm I'm on it a good bit, just looking through different people's playlists and stuff like that, just looking for stuff, but. Every once in a while, you you know, you'll come across one where like you see the songs are blacked out where a song's been removed. And usually if it's been removed and it's blacked out like that, it's not because the artist removed it. It's because Spotify removed it because they were getting fake streams. Oh, interesting. I always thought it was like the flip a side of that is beat lease and or, uh, you know, the artist removed it. But now it now, now don't get me wrong. It could be for that, too. But usually you, you can tell when it's when it's for the streaming thing, because then you'll go and look and their numbers will look weird and you'll be like, okay, that's why that song got jacked because they must have, they paid somebody who, I think Spotify allows a certain amount of fake streams, but if you get above a certain amount, I think they just cut it. So like I said, I've, I've just seen where there've been songs I've liked and I'm like, where the hell did that song go? Like, why is it gone? And then, you know, you look into it and you're like, oh, Right. I've also thought maybe if it's like a playlisting sort of like say someone pays to get on a playlist and that playlist has like 20 Asian kids that sit there and go through the playlist all day. To me, that's different than someone paying for a robot to go in and do it. You know, like you're at least paying for those real 20 Asian kids. Like, I don't know if Spotify can break it down that way, you know, but maybe... I'm sure there's a lot they, of things behind it. From what I've read, because I've read up a lot on this stuff, just just because when you know when when we first got into even putting stuff digitally online, I want to say it was like 2013. Like we didn't know shit about it. We actually we were only trying to get on iTunes. Like we didn't give a shit about Spotify or anything else that was out. We just wanted to get on iTunes and a distributor. We went through as the years went on, like they updated, and so we ended up you know getting music put on everything, every distribution company that came out we eventually got filtered to that too but we didn't know anything about getting paid from stream we were just trying to sell music on itunes yeah that was more that's uh, my goal as well when i first did it but when i researched into it like the way the whole fake streaming game at least and it could have changed by now but the way it worked at least maybe three years ago or so is like you said they the people that do it they would get these bots but they would only play like 30 to 40 seconds of your song and then it moves to the next one. Cause all you need is 30 seconds from Spotify or 31 seconds. 
to get credit for a stream is how it works. Right. So it would play 31 seconds, move to another song, keep going. And, you know, they have these playlists with, you know, probably hundreds and thousands of songs that it would just do that to all day. But Spotify would catch those because if you're only getting these 30 seconds, you know, and it's adding up to 100,000 streams in a week, but everybody's only playing it for 30 seconds. All right, that's fake. So Spotify would catch those. You know, your song gets booted off. You get banned from Spotify, whatever, whatever. The part that always pissed me off about that and reading about it and things like that, because I even, like, I started kind of um, tracking down artists who were kicked off and who, you know, did the fake stream stuff and all that good stuff. But, like, the artists get punished, but the playlists or the people who are creating them and doing it, they let that stay running, which never made sense to me because if that's the problem that they're fake streams, you know, quote unquote, they're fake streams, why punish the artists instead of punishing whoever they pay? Because maybe they thought they were getting a legitimate service. Like, I don't believe that every artist that does this fake stream and stuff believes they're getting fake streams. Like, I believe a lot of them think they're getting put on a legit playlist or somehow they're getting some kind of legit promotion where, you know, somehow thousands of people are going to, you know, see their music and hear it that they don't know how to do by themselves. So they pay this person however much money or this company. Uh, but, you know, the companies get to go on, but the artists, they get their songs pulled or they get blocked from Spotify. That's always just not set right with me. That's the only thing I, I've never really liked and understood. But if you dig a little deeper, you understand it because they can't stop those playlists because there's also record labels that pay those playlists. They pay the same ones to get the same streams just in a big rate. And they also work with Spotify <laughs> and pay Spotify. So they can't just kick them off, but they can keep the underground people from using them. Right. Well, and but the, it's, it's real convoluted. Those people could just make another account, make other playlists. I mean, we, it wouldn't be that hard for them on their aspect. Whereas in yeah, but if, banning but if they're an using artist. The same, if they're using the same 5,000 bots or however, however it works, like they got to have an email for all these bots. Like, I, I don't know how this shit yeah, works. They would like, just make new technically, emails. Technically, but. Oh, no. I just think, I think it would be a lot. <laughs> it would be like chasing a ghost. I mean, they would it just, just seems like do another one. I, I guess it just, I don't know. It, it seems like it'd be easy to shut down a playlist and shut down an artist, but no. you're probably right. They just pop up with another one. See, where isn't it? They shut down Southern what is, Comfort. What does the, the artists really do? Well, if they shut down your name as an artist and then you're like, God damn it. I love that name. And you go to try to upload something and it's <laughs> you like, gotta be you somebody can't do, yeah, you got to make a whole new identity. I feel like that. Whereas in these playlists is like, okay, now I'm the, I'm the fresh playlist too, or whatever, you know, like they'll just make a new fucking name. <laughs> Because what's it to them? They're just in it for the money. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, I one thing I'm going to try to work on, and so I, I was going to apologize to people. Uh, in the past couple of years, I've listened to my playlist podcast or my podcast playlist uh, on my work computer. When I leave, I'll just put it on and get everyone a few plays um, and let it play. But it did totally kind of screw up my my Spotify wrapped as a listener numbers. You know, I can't really accurately see what I actually spent the most of my time listening to because most of the time it was listening when I really wasn't listening. So uh, this next year, I'm trying to decide if I want to commit to would I rather know what mine are or would I rather help people out with getting them some extra plays? You know, that's more or less what my quandary is. Do you really care like what Spotify tells you you listen to when you really already know what you listen to though but do i like, really I, know like I, I i i like the artist one 
like the personal one to me is weird because I'm like, I know what I listen to. Like, I don't need you to tell me that. I don't know. That that one's a little weirder to me. Uh, so like, I, I like I the would, artist one. I would be exactly opposite. Like earlier, you were like, they give us this free information. Every stat that Spotify rap gives you for artists, I could have got the week before, the day before, right now, updated last month. All that shit is on the Spotify for Artists app. Like you can see all that all the time. Uh, all they did was make a slideshow out of it. Um, and then like, what are my top five songs? I could have known that just going to my artist page. So to me, that one's actually, I think, less less useful only because you can get that stuff all the time. Um, now, the one me as a listener, I don't really know what I listen to because I just make playlists. See, I don't know. And all mine, because, uh, you know, mine are all dependent on who was on certain songs and stuff, you know, as far as what's what's better. Uh, I don't know. It, it is. It's all bullshit. You know, none of it really matters. But um, I do wonder, uh, like, I wonder if Lil Wayne was in my top five, even though I tell people like I don't listen to him that much. You know, it's just little shit like that. Um, or when they tell you the pop up, they're like, you're a top whatever percent listener of this person. And I'm like, yeah, but maybe I wasn't because they were just on my playlist when I wasn't listening and someone else could have gotten that spot. But I took it with my, my weird playlisting ways. You stole that, that top percentage. I know. So I'm saying I got my fan badge or whatever. Um, but all right, man, the only other thing I really had was, uh, you know, we normally do like some top five artists thing, but I've been lazy as fuck and I ain't been listening to anything. So I knew I wouldn't have five new artists uh, for sure, because there's not like new artists coming out at the end of the fucking pandemic year, it seems. <laughs> uh, so I figured we could just do a top five artists if you want to um, of just people for the year, you know, shit like that. Yeah, like a best of. Yeah, kind of got, um, you know, I'm going to go with just basically the five sort of mainstream ish. I don't even say they're all main. I mean, they are all mainstream, but they're all different level variety of popularity. But I would say these are things I listen to just all the time now, like something before this year I did not really listen to. And now I listen to a lot. That was my, my take on it. The criteria. Right. Um, so, uh, I'm assuming you went with five underground people, but I'll let you go ahead and uh, go first with your first one. Oh, you know me well, good sir. Uh, Number one, I'm going to go ahead and go with one that's not (laughs) hard to guess. Uh, It's going to be Sir Nasty. Uh, Since the beginning of the year, I want to say he's released two completely new albums, but he's re-released a couple just collections of songs um, because I work with Graveyard. Of course, I'm always going to hear the music first. Um, I got a lot to do with, you know, putting it up on the sites and doing stuff like that. So I always listen to it from that perspective. But I've also been a fan of his since we were both in, I want to say, middle school. You know, and like I said, it's we started. Well, he started with music, you know, long before streaming. So, you know, I We've got cassette tapes with him rapping on it. We've got CDs. You know, now we got streaming sites. So nowadays, I only listen to the streaming stuff. Um, it sounds gotten way better since, you know, back whenever we first started. Even since we first started on with Spotify, like, you know, he continues to just improve his sound. So I'm a fan uh, and I work with him. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, I, I couldn't work with somebody I wasn't a fan of. You know, I, I couldn't just push music or you know talk to people about music that i didn't like so he's definitely my number one as far as 
uh, artist for the year that I would be listening to or that I do listen to. Well, hell yeah. Um, I will say I do think his mixing has gotten better uh, on these more recent things because that was always one thing I would kind of nitpick about. Um, and now my only last nitpick is he just needs to choose beats that have less annoying beat tags because uh, I don't know. I guess this last new episode, his song's so good, but like halfway through because Snappy is not a big music guy, you know, he's like, what the hell is that? It was so funny. And so we explained to him what beat tags were. <laughs> yeah, I heard that one. <laughs> It's like, I don't know what that, what is that? What's going on? So that was, that was entertaining. Um, all right. My number one, uh, person that I listened to this year, if, if I had a Spotify rap that was accurate, I would guess would be uh code of the friend. And I would say that he's been very influential. I've heard you talk a lot about him to my beat making and my rapping. I don't think he makes beats. He might, I don't fucking know. But his beat selection um, that he go that he is on is normally so like it's kind of like lo-fi beats, you know. It's like very uh, the melodies are definitely all from like lo-fi sounding shit, and then the drums are you know got the whole boom bap feel. He's kind of like uh, he's more in the Mac Miller camp, I would say, but mixed with something I just don't know what because he's he is like a New York black dude so that's different than Mac Miller but he's kind of in that like uh just rapping about his life you know like there's only nothing gangster out of uh Co the friend you know that I've heard um but I've just been a big fan everything I've listened to this year um you know his songs have made my my playlist the most of you know shit I'm listening to I can dig that and I've, I've Definitely heard you talk about Coda the Friend a lot, uh, you know, since you started listening to him. How did you how did you first hear him? Like, was it like a online thing or did you already know of him? Like, how did you first come across him? Uh, honestly, I'm sure it was uh, some Spotify playlist of some sort. Uh, I I now have a pretty good Spotify discover weekly. You know, I think it's like every Monday coming up with the playlist for me of people or songs I've never heard of. And a lot of times, like there's a few every week that I'm like, Oh, that's good. I'll follow that or add that. So that's normally how I collect songs. So they would rather have to happen through that. Or maybe he made one of like the alternative hip hop, uh, playlists, um, you know, or some shit like that. I don't really like the main ones. Like I know I say this too much, but like, I just cannot understand why people like little baby or Lil Uzi Vert or Lil Cardi or any of these people that are just like so fucking famous. I'm just like, I listen to it. I'm like, I just can't, I just don't get it. And I feel like a fucking idiot because that's how much I don't get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think a lot of times what it is, they just, they're on top of the wave that's going like right but i just sometimes I, it's it just not pushed so far to the front that people can't like but i, I get what you're saying like it's like why why does anybody like this it's right. what you're thinking when you're listening to it exactly to me it's like why do these 20 through 24 year olds think this is good you know i don't i'm not saying like why are these people still making music that are making them money i get it i'm saying like who hears this and they're like Hey, this guy's barely trying and it's offbeat. I love it. You know, like I just don't get how that became the wave that they are riding. So anyway, love a weird ass wave. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes people like Coda stick out for you, though, is that, you know, he's not doing what they're doing. He's doing his own thing and 
he's actually doing what you like. So that's and that's the goal. Like you find the people that enjoy what you do. Right. That's very true. Very true. Um, all right. Who's your number two? Uh, number two, I'm going to go with a female artist. And it's weird. She doesn't even have that many songs, but I, I think I play her music a lot just because it's, I don't know, it's got kind of a calming effect to it. Like it's something about her vocals I really like. Um, but she's a rapper. She goes by Jalen um, on Twitter. It's not Jalen. It's like, I'm just a girl or something like that. But I think she just started releasing music either at the end of 2019 or it may have all been 2020 releases. But like every time she puts out a song, like I thoroughly enjoy it. And I put them on repeat and like sit there and listen to the song just kind of over and over and kind of, you know, catching stuff. And, you know, she doesn't she's not a real complicated rapper, but she tells stories. And I I like storytelling and rapping like that's the kind of fan I am. Like if you can tell me a good story or tell me about yourself in every song, like you pretty much got me. Like that's what I'm all about. Like I want to learn about the artist through the music. But I think I've. Out of seven songs, I want to say she's got out. I, I think those seven have, have been in pretty high rotation for me, like on my personal, you know, riding around music when I'm not listening to somebody's whole album. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I think storytelling is cool. I wish I was better at it. You know, I'm not necessarily a good storyteller. Um, I listened to a song today, actually, where the first verse, the person was telling a really good story. And then the second verse, the person just came on and rapped like a normal verse. And it was so off putting of like, Oh, I guess you shouldn't tell stories on collab collab songs. It was like this whole lesson I had today while listening to a song. Yeah, that's usually a bad decision. Like anytime you want to tell a story on something, unless you and that person are really close and y'all are going to like both bounce off each other with basically the same story. It's never a good collab. Like I've heard a couple tracks like that before. where It's like, wow, this person went way in a different direction. Like... (laughs) He's not even trying to stay with the theme of this story. And trust me, staying on theme on a collab is fucking hard. You know, that's something I'm dealing with right now. Um, but I don't it, know, man. A There's a song coming out called Hey There that I think is pretty fucking good. Yeah, it definitely. I've been playing, I've been playing that shit nonstop. And I usually don't like playing stuff until it's actually on the album. But I couldn't help it. I, like, and I, I think you told me that's a rough mix, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much I'll do to it later. Uh, right now, uh, a little tangent, Shit, I guess. I don't think it needs anything, to be honest. Uh, I'm, you know, I've been like mixing to whatever my the best I can do within like ten minutes, you know, sort of idea. But I don't want to get too heavy in the mixes when I don't have all the songs done. Yeah, I'd rather get them all on a fucking rough draft on a CD and then yeah, so they can do it, so they can all be kind of level. Right, and kind of with figure, each other, but figure it out. Put it together. Yeah, yeah. So that's my plan. But yeah, that one does sound decent, and uh, I'm glad we did what we did what we did on it because I I cut Mountain Man had a verse and I cut it and he was kind of pissed. I could tell, but after he heard ours, I think he understood my what I was going for. So, um, uh, I think your artistic vision came through. Like I said, I, I ain't blowing smoke up your ass. That shit sounds great. Like I think that's probably my favorite song right now. And it's not even out. Like, I hate that I'm not streaming it every time I play it. That's yeah. how much I like it. That's how it goes. Um, all right. My number two is going to be some, I don't really fully understand this artist. It's a group. All right. But um, I mentioned them before on here on one of these weeks. I just listened to like every song they put out. Uh, they're called 99 Neighbors. 
And for, to my understanding, they're a group of nine people that are rapper producer group. And I don't know who the fuck's in it. I don't know who's who. When I hear the verses, you know, I'm not that familiar with them. It's not like Wu Tang and shit, but I mean, it is like Wu Tang, but it's not like Wu Tang in which I actually could know the difference between voices. Um, but all their songs are just so fun. The beats are good. They're mixed well. Uh, they're almost all cypher styles, you know, like I just, those are the shit I like, you know, fuck a hook. I don't give a fuck about a hook. Like let's, let's rap, you know, let's rap some dope verses. And that's kind of how all their songs are. So I just really enjoy 99 neighbors. They're like, like they have been the second half of the year most played for me. And I feel like that's how the, the next person I'm going to have on my list kind of is where, like they don't have to have super elaborate hooks. Like you can just listen to them rap. And if you, if you really got an ear like for rap and you like, you appreciate punchlines, you appreciate, you know, a little bit of storytelling, a little bit of personal stuff, then you don't always have to have like some grand chorus or grand hook. Like it can just be somebody rapping, especially if they got good delivery. Like that's, that makes a difference. Like you can't just, have nothing but rapping and your delivery is not good. But if you got good delivery, your hook can be real simple or non-existent. So, well, my number three, you know, this guy really well, uh, a to the Mo. I've been listening to him pretty much, uh, since God, I think since last, probably before last summer, maybe no last, October. Yeah, I say like last year. I feel like that's yeah, sometime last year. Cause when did you put out Internet Friends one? That was in like December, right? Yeah, it was December of last year. Okay. We submitted music to the podcast in October, and that that had to have been around the time I would have started listening to the podcast. Went from podcast to the music. Uh like we've already talked about, your favorite album is not my favorite album of yours, but it wasn't bad. And it gave me a it gave me an insight into like how you, what your delivery is, how you deliver, how your punchlines go. Like once, once you listen to your music enough, like you know where to try to catch stuff in your verses as far as like some of the cool lines that you spit out. But um, you just got a dope swag to it. Um, you stick to what you know, which is weed pussy and being depressed. I can respect that. Uh, you don't try to shy away from it and do something just for the sake of making a song. You just make dope music with dope verses and you make your own beats. You do your own recording. Like to me, that raises an artist up a couple notches when they don't just have, you know, dope lines. They don't just make good music, but they also, they do it all themselves. And a lot of people like, and I, I hear it all the time or I see it sometimes on like Twitter and stuff like that. Like, People will be like, oh, man, that sounds good. You know, who recorded you or something, something, something. And as soon as the person says they did it themselves, all of a sudden like that, like that's a bad thing. Like, oh, well, that's why it sounds like that. You need to get an engineer. Like, no, bitch, <laughs> I did this shit myself. I created this whole thing. And that actually makes it doper than somebody who it took 12 people to create it, in my opinion. Right. I mean, like, I think an engineer is a solid uh, way to go. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm just still of this. I can't spend too much money on something that I can't even get close to making that money back. We've made it so far. <laughs> all right. It's obviously got. All right. Yeah. It's got something to do with the charger problem. Is it gone? Yeah. Yeah. It's gone. I bet it was your charger. That, that's totally it. Yep. It was. Uh, yep. 
Um, I don't remember what we were to just talking about. But we're about. talking about engineers. Oh, yeah, um, you're engineering. Yeah, we're talking about it. An engineer is nice, but only if you can afford it. And, and that's my thing. Like, I agree with you. Like, in a perfect world where if you could get all that stuff and it doesn't set you back at the end of the day, that's cool. But if you can do it yourself and make good sounding music, like, I'm not talking like a lot of people talk about, you know, making hit songs. And almost every hit song ever has been a collaboration of like 20 people. But when you can make good, consistent music just with yourself or you and maybe one or two other people, to me, that's just as good. Like I put that on the same level as the person that it took 20 people to make their hit sound the way it sounded. Right. Well, and you know, we talked about like, that's Spotify just how I look at it. numbers earlier and you know, something with my Spotify rap numbers, whatever, like it would look as if, people at least re-listen to my song. So it's like, well, it's mixed well enough. People are re-listening. Um, but uh, I understand the argument would be like, well, if it was mixed really super well, people would even listen that much more. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I do think it helps at some level. I just don't know if I'm at the level where it would even really make that much difference. You know what I mean? But this is all like a hypothetical argument because there's no one has f- fucking raw data and you can't compare hypothetical right <laughs> that you can actually measure right no you, you really can't and then also like the the people that they usually get talked about as far as like who would appreciate a mix more it's usually somebody who's in the music industry a part of it when you're talking about like a basic fan like somebody has nothing to do with music they don't want to make music they don't want to be a producer they don't want to be a manager like they don't want shit to do with music other than to listen to it they don't give a shit about the perfect mix as long as it doesn't hurt their ears, they're going to be like, oh, I like that. Or I don't like that. Like, that's it. Like, they don't they don't have that whole deep dive into, oh, man, but if if that was just a little higher and that was a little lower, like, if the shit sounds good to them and it's on some shit they like, like, I'll use, like, an example on your side of things. Skinny to me is that average, just a music fan. Like, as far as I know, he doesn't want to rap. He doesn't want to sing. He doesn't want to be a producer, you know, he don't want to do any of this stuff that involves being in the music industry. He just likes to listen to music. And if he likes it, he likes it. If he don't, he don't. Right. Same way with like my wife, like she'll listen to something and be like, Oh, I like that. Or I don't, but she doesn't go. Oh, I like that. Who, who made the beat, who recorded him? You know, was he, what kind of mic was he using? She didn't give a fuck. She's going to play what she likes. And if she likes it enough, she'll play it over and over. And no, that's, that's the people I like to find. Like I like real fans and there's just no place where they all can go. Cause it's always artists. It's something producers. I've been preaching you the last couple months. I feel like, and I saw where like Sir Nasty had a very similar statement as well uh, of this whole, like f- who cares if other rappers don't like that song or whatever. Like they're not spending time listening. I mean, they might listen to your song, but like, like we're talking about the real people that actually listen to music is just who you should worry about. Um, so I, I feel like, uh, like I have repeated that a lot lately, but it is something I just think artists forget because you get in this world, uh, on Twitter or, you know, whatever social media and, uh, everyone's just bragging all the time about how awesome everything is. And you're like, okay, <laughs> like, I don't know. I just think it's easy to lose sight of the real world a little bit. Um, Oh, one thing, since you, you did... You can't want too much from your peers. 
Right, right. Well, and one one thing since you did mention me as number three on your list, uh, one thing I haven't thinking about, but I couldn't tweet because it's really long. It's like a long, weird, complex thought of my music. But I I've thought about it for like the last week is sometimes I'll make a whole song just off of one lyric. You know, like I would say I have a song with Mikey Lax, and Mikey Lax is someone y'all gotta be looking out for each other this month or next year. He's coming out with his albums finally, and it, they're fucking awesome. I keep talking about it, but they're just really good in my opinion. Um. I mean, I made a song with Mikey Lax called Hopeless. And the whole reason I made that song is because I wanted to say the first lyric. Like the only reason that whole song exists is because that was like a lyric. I just need to get off my chest and something I needed out there, you know, and everything after that's just all a bonus, you know, and then I'm fucking bullshitted a hook. And then Mikey Lax did a verse and I'm like, oh, cool song. But like I didn't make it because I was like, oh, I think this sort of song is going to be a hit you know like that wasn't the thought it's just like i i have to say this lyric because i just have to you know it was like a weird thing and then uh once it's done it's done so like i just think i'll see other people like they're always and it's the spotify world we're living in i'm streaming but it's like what's the single what's the hit you know well i can't listen to this on its own it's like well maybe it's not meant to be listened to on its own maybe it is meant to be a part of a collection and you hitting fucking shuffle on your playlist isn't the environment for you know i don't know uh i have a lot of artistic thoughts like that but i understand like people don't care you know no they don't they they care about what pertains directly to them and then everything else is just kind of whatever but I, i'm with you on that like it and it if it's made when people make songs trying to make a hit like it sounds like it and it, I, I can't be a fan of you as an artist. Like, even if the song is great, it's like, okay, that's a great song, but what does that have to do with you? Like, now you got a great song, but what do you have that goes along with it? Like, what's what's the follow up to that? Like, what's the follow up to that? Do I do I get anything more about you or from you, or do you just make that one great song and now it's like anybody could have made that song? Like, you can just insert artists here instead of it being unique to you. Is my thing, right? Um, all right. My number three uh, is going to be someone who I'm pretty sure is an industry plant, um, but I'm OK with that because I've liked almost every song they have come out with their last some of their newer ish ones here towards the end of the year. I haven't loved. But uh, anyway, it's Guap Dad 4000. Dope rap name, first off. And then also uh, he just has some some really good, really good songs. Like it a lot. Yep. I remember us talking about Guap Dad. Uh, definitely a unique name, and, and having a unique name goes a long way. I dig it. Uh, I, I did listen to some of his stuff after. I can't remember which podcast that was. You bought him. It might have been the very first one. Might not have been. I don't know. But anyway, at, whenever we talked about him last time, I did go check out some of the stuff, and I agree. It's he's definitely somebody worth listening. Guap Dad four thousand one now. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I can remember if it was 4,000 or 5,000. Uh, yeah. Skinny 5,000. Um, ah, that's right. That's right. That's the 5,000. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I do think he's an industry plant in the sense of like, he at least had a different name before if he rapped before, you know, because like it's one of those things where like he just came out of nowhere, it seems. And all of a sudden he has all these listeners and it's like his stuff's good, but it's not probably as good as like the millions and millions of people that. <laughs> you know, so it's like always a, some weird shit on some of these newer artists. So like whatever, if he signed to a label, you know, I'm sure they've like we talked about earlier, you know, bought some streams or did something, but it is good. So 
Can't complain. Um, all right, who do you have as your number four? All right, number four gets harder toward the end. Uh, trying to go with somebody to listen to more than others. I'm going to have to go with, there's an artist called TKO. I believe, I think the O is for Omaha. I think he's from Omaha. Nebraska. Um, but TKO, he put out, yep, Nebraska. But uh, he had a cool four-track EP put out last year. And kind of like how your your uh, Pessimist 2 was, like, it's just one of those where it's like, oh, great. He, you know, great songs for every song. Like, there's no, uh, I could have did without that one kind of track. Everything just, you can just let it play and it sounds good. Um, you know, you could tell he put a lot into it. It probably was a part of a bigger album they decided to chop a bunch of songs out of, which can be a good choice, um, especially if you want to get newer people. I feel like if you do short projects where you just, you know, put the best of the best, that'll be, you'll be more likely to keep people in than if you release like the full 20 songs that, you know, they may only like five. Right. A whole lot. But uh, that four track one was great. He put out a bunch of singles this year. I didn't dislike any of them. Um, like I said, I, when I play music, like I, I don't think there's anybody I've ever played just once. Like I usually listen to a song a couple times. Um, and then I always put it in rotation on some kind of playlist, whether it be one of ours with Graveyard or just one of my personal ones that, you know, my little 15 tracks that I'm like, all right, when I'm out for the day, these are the 15 songs I'm going to just keep playing. Because when it's good and you like it, like, there's to me, there's no playing it too much. Like, I know a lot of people think the whole, the, uh, I'm going to go back to Twitter stuff, but, you know, people who put the, I need new music posts, all I play is the same 10 songs over and over. Like, probably a good 80% of those are bullshit, but 20% of those people probably really do play the same 10 songs over and over. And I get it, because I've done it before. Well, I'm like, damn, I've listened to, you know, these three tracks just i'll just put it on repeat because it it sounds great to me every time it plays so he's one of those artists where like even though he didn't put out a huge project or anything like that just what he has out is so good that i could keep going back to it without feeling like it's old right and the the caviar playlist dude uh is on his team you know of some sort i don't know exactly what their whole business is like blue boy music Pretty sure or that's- something that's like his management type stuff. Like, yeah, I, they're, they're definitely a part of it. That's his artist is how I would categorize it. Same way Graveyard has Sir Nasty, I would say Caviar or Blue Boy Music has TKO. I, I put it there. Yeah, that, I mean, that's my guess. I don't really know. You don't know the whole di- business. But um, yeah, uh, I've listened to some of their songs. Never sent me anything for the podcast. You know, in general, same with uh, I'm Just a Girl he mentioned earlier. Uh, if someone is my friend on Twitter has, you know, I know has probably seen my post about sending me music and then they still haven't and their music they think is pretty good. I'm not saying I'd hate them, you know, but it does make me feel some type of way of like, Oh, they won't even send me music. It (laughs) takes them, takes them down a notch. Right. It does not even take them down, but like, uh, (laughs) Chels, you know, who, uh, you know, is on Twitter and she's real cool and shit too. Uh, she's sent music before, but she's told me like a couple of times the last few months, like, Oh yeah, I'm going to send something right over to you. It never does. Now I'm forgetful as well, but there are times where I'm like, are they forgetful or do they think they're too good for me? Why I oughta. (laughs) Right. One of those (laughs) moments. Yeah, I know what you mean. No, I'm, I'm the same way. And I I try not to be personal with it. Like I said, it's, you know, we we run a basically a three man crew with 
posting tweets and responding to stuff on Twitter just because, you know, you can't be on Twitter all the time. Like, that should have drive you crazy. So we split it up. But when I'm on there, I try not to take stuff personal and be like, you know, you don't even really fuck with us like that. Why, why, are, we, why are we shouting you out? But right. I mean, at the same time, then I'm like, I don't do it. We're like, we don't do it for that, though. It's like, it doesn't have to be reciprocated. If we fuck with you, we really fuck with you. But if you reciprocate, we're probably going to lean more towards you. Like, that's just kind of human nature. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed like, the fact that, um, you know, since we're like somewhat of I'm like affiliatedly tied to Graveyard somehow, but not everyone knows that. I'd say that. Uh, so, but like, you know, I feel like it's been like a year since, you know, we've been all cool and shit. And so people will hit me up of like, Hey, my song was played on your podcast. And all of a sudden now I'm getting all these listens and I'm like, Oh yeah, it's cause you're playing on the graveyard playlist. And they, you know, they'll think that's crazy. And I do just be like, Oh yeah, it's certain ass people or whatever. So then you'll immediately see them or I will, they'll go to Twitter and they'll shout out sir nasty, you know, or whatever. And it's like. To me, yeah, I yeah. feel like there's some sort of ulterior mode, you know, because they're obviously like, oh, I just want to get on the playlist. But I get it. You know, that is the business. So it's like nothing against it. But it is funny sometimes because I just know I've, I've I know like everyone now. Right. In our like Twitter Internet circle. So I get some DMs yeah, behind we, the scenes where you're like, ah, aha, I see how the strings are going here, you know, <laughs> pulling things <laughs> the way they are. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I've, <laughs> no, I, I enjoy it myself. I, I see the same stuff and I, I just kind of laugh about it. I'm like, yeah, okay. But not nah, when you, when you know where the dots are and you can connect them like that, it is just kind of funny. Like it, like I said, I, and even when people like, when you can clearly tell they're just trying to like work their own angle, I'm like, yeah, like I said, man, it's a human nature thing. Like, I expect it. So I'm not like, I don't get offended by it. Like how some people do. Like some people would, see that kind of shadow or something like, Oh, you only want something from me. It's like, well, that's kind of what the internet is. Everybody wants something from somebody like, yeah. Like when I was in college, that's how I see it. Like I've always seen it that way. We had this rich kid in our fraternity. Uh, and he was like super rich. Right. And we'd be like, bro, can you please go buy a fucking keg so we can have a party tonight? And he'd be like, you only want to hang out with me because I can buy kegs. And I'd always be like, that ain't the fucking point right now. All right. The point is we're hanging out together and you have unlimited funds. So why the fuck wouldn't you? You know, like that. that was, so but like I get his point, you know, in hindsight, I get it. Um, so it's like a similar scenario. Anyway, it's like you're not wrong, but don't you, you still have a good time? Right. <laughs> you knew what this was. <laughs> Exactly. Um, all right. Uh, my number four here is going to be, uh, he should have been way higher on the list. Honestly, I've become a huge fan of his music. And then you tagged him on a post and then he called into this podcast, which was like my biggest fan moment on the podcast, uh, who is an artist by the name of Marco, but it's spelled M A R C A U X. And, uh, I just think this dude's so fucking good. I really connect with, um, his music. And like I said, when he talked, called it on the podcast, I couldn't, you know, he was just way fucking cool. So I just, I really liked the guy. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool too, just because, you know, he was somebody that, you know, you, you discovered outside of like an internet friend kind of thing, but he was cool enough to, you know, reach out to you, you know, get on the podcast, have a good conversation. And and he was real candid on there too. Like he didn't, he didn't sound uptight, you know, about not wanting to speak on certain things, which like I said, that's one of those things with me too, just from a fan level that goes a long way. Like, okay, you're, you know, you're not an asshole. You know, you get that. Even though your music's dope, you can, 
you can still be personable and talk about it. And at the end of the day, it's still your career, just like it's another musician's career, no matter what level you're at, you're both still working for something. So I, I thought that was real dope too. Right. Well, and really with that, you know, earlier this year when I first heard him, I hit him up on Instagram and was like, you know, done the whole spiel I give to some people like I run a podcast and if you want to send music in and I'd play it on my podcast, you know, that whole thing. And, uh, he was just like, cool. And just that never responded. But on Twitter, I feel like his Twitter is a better, uh, a better spot. You know, when you tagged him there, he was like, Oh, I'd be on a podcast. And I'd be like, Oh, okay, cool. And then I expected him to be an asshole because of that Instagram, uh, encounter. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, he was really cool, which I think, I think once people start talking to me on here, especially other like, you know, pot smokers and they realize like, we're just shooting the shit, like talking on the phone. Like, y'all know, like we're cool. Um, once people realize it's not that big of a deal, I'm not trying to to trap you. (laughs) It works out. Right. Um, like I'll cut whatever I've, I've cut stuff before. Uh, so like it can't happen, but anyway, Marco, everyone be on the lookout for him. I mean, his songs are just really good. Uh, though they are one as me as a producer, you know, I mentioned when he was on there, when I hear him, I'm like, this shit's mixed so well, you know? So like it does benefit from that, you know, for all the other shit we said earlier, we're kind of wrong. Cause his shit's super good. Um, <laughs> kind of goes opposite. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, all right. you had to like his stuff first though. And then you, you know, you notice how good it was too, but you actually had to like what he was doing too. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. What is your uh, fifth one? Uh, already on number five, man, it's kind of a tie, but I'm only going to pick one. Uh, since I've already done do a, six a couple males, I'm going to go feet. Uh, I'll go, uh, I'm gonna go female and then I may still, I'll, I'll do an honorable mention at the end. Uh, I'm gonna go female and I'm gonna go with, you mentioned her, uh, Chels with the triple Z's at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's released. I don't think she's ever done an album, but she's got a shit ton of singles. Um, the first song I ever heard of hers, I'm trying to think of how I heard. I, I think I just saw her just popping up on my timeline, just from other people retweeting her. And then finally one day I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna check her out. You know, and that's, that's kind of how I, I do with Twitter anyway. Like it might be the 20th time I see somebody's link that I actually check them out. Um, but that's what I did. And I like what I heard. I thought it was dope. Like, you know, not to, not to harp on race, but see a white girl with red hair and you're like, oh, how good can she be? But not like red hair, but and like then you hear red and like, hair. Like her red, hair. yeah, like <laughs> like fire red, and it's like I don't know, this may not be for me, but then you sit there and play it, and you're like, oh shit, you know, she can flow, she's got a nice singing voice, and um, I've, I've listened to every one of her songs, never heard one I didn't like, you know, there's always gonna be some I like less than others, but I've never heard a song of hers and been like, ew, that sucks, I hate it, like nothing like that, like I. I'm looking forward to I think she's got an album coming out in January. Like I'm looking forward to hearing that. I got a feeling because I know, you know, we release music and we do it the same way. I got a feeling a lot of her singles will be a part of the album, which I think is a great strategy. I like it. But uh, I'm hoping there'll be a lot of new stuff on there, too, just because I do consider myself a fan. Right. Um, Yeah, I think what sets her apart on Twitter from other people at that level, you know, that she's at at the moment is that she has the videos and they're, they're well-made, you know, high production value. It seems on the videos, 
Uh, and then she has also wild outfits, which I think goes a long yeah. way. Like, so like, you know, she's, she's really playing that part. You know, as me, I don't really make videos the other day. I, uh, you know, kind of wrapped my go-to verse on a beat and I was kind of on video, but like, I don't look at the camera and shit, you know, like I'm just looking like a stone fucking weirdo rapper. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know if this is a cool, like content, but you know, she has found out a way to seem cool, you know, with her shit, which I think is a big part of it in today's rapping world. So I do think that gives her kind of like a leg up, um, unlike the likelihood of breaking through, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I said, she's, she's got talent. She's got that personality and this, she's unique. Like I, I've never seen anybody look or sound like her. You know, if there is somebody that does, I, I hadn't heard them and I heard her first. So if I hear them, I'm gonna think they're copying her. Right. Um, all right. My last one I'm going with is a uh, artist that I mentioned not too long ago on here. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's rather Cal Scrubby or Cal Scrooby. I never verified that, um, but he is super dope. Um, you know, I would put him and like Jack Harlow, you know, maybe G easy. You know, there's some white dudes that got swagger, you know, like where you hear them and you don't think like they're white or they're not white. Like, you know, it's not something you think about. They just sound fucking cool when they rap. And I feel like this dude, um, is one of those guys. I feel like his songs are all very good that I've heard. Um, he has a song called Kobe with the fro, which is the first song I heard and I loved it. And now the game has a song called AI with the braids. And I kind of think he just stole that concept from, this dude, which is some bullshit. Um, but he has another song called Tr- Super Bowl Trophy, which is really good. But he has uh, some fucking line where he says she has those big old titties with the little areolas. And it's so good. Like the way he says the word areolas in this rap song, I'm like, holy fuck, it's so good. <laughs> so that's how you make me a fan. It's not words you hear often either. Right, right, exactly. You know, you get a good, good word. Uh, in there you don't hear you know a rare one i think that goes a long way so uh it seems to me this dude uh the sky's a limit i believe he is unsigned still and then the other day when i tweeted that i felt like the game stole ai with the braids from him with kobe with the fro he liked my tweet so i like anyone who likes my tweets oh that's pretty dope because uh, I saw that tweet you did, but I did not know that he came through and liked it. So that's cool. Yeah, he's like the only one. I, I like that too. When <laughs> when people don't act like they're too cool to <laughs> to like something that involves them, <laughs> right? Like I can't imagine anyone ever tweeting about me that I don't see it. Um, but if so, and then I came across it, I'd be like, oh hell yeah, I'm totally liking that tweet. So maybe someday. Um, yeah. But all right, what's who's your honorable mention? Uh. Before I do the honorable mention, um, I want to backtrack on something you said about um, artists like um, the one you just named. Um, my bad, man. I, I just Scrooby. started smoking and it, it hit it hit me hard. Scrooby, yeah. Scrooby, Jack Harlow, ones like that. Um, you hear them and you're like, you're surprised. Not surprised necessarily, but you're like, oh, they're white and they got swag like that. The reason when I want to backtrack to it, the first time my wife heard you rap, she was like, wait, that's white mo? So yeah. the reason I'm saying all that is you got that same kind of swag with your shit. I, I like to think I do, but I would probably would never claim it, you know, because that's how person I am. Um No, I, you're you're not supposed to. It, right. It's supposed to be <laughs> proclaimed for you. If you if you said it, I'd be like, nah, man, you're lying. 
Right, right. Uh, you can't say it. It's kind of somebody's like, got to say it for you, and I'm doing it. I've had black friends uh, when I was in college, you know, in high school and stuff. They would look at it and be like, "You could say the n word," and I'd be like, "I'm cool." And they're like, "But like, it wouldn't make me mad if you did because you're cool enough." And I'm like, "Yeah, man, but I'm cool enough because I would never do that." Like, I don't think you quite understand the dynamic we have going on here. Like, I would never do this. Exactly. <laughs> so, it's kind of a similar s- situation, but I do feel like. Uh, the last couple of years I have leaned into my whiteness more, you know, I don't know exactly what that means to everyone, you know, but, um, I do think there was a time I would try to be a little more hip hop than maybe I would naturally feel on a song. Whereas then now I, cause I make some weirder beats and stuff, you know, and I, I may take some sort of creative risk every now and then that I probably wouldn't have felt as comfortable with before. Cause I wouldn't want it to be like a weird white rapper thing. You know, whereas now like, I don't give a fuck at all. Like, I'm just making music. Well, I was, um, I actually played Internet Friends 2 a couple times through again the other day. And, um, uh, I mean, you, you know, you were in your rapper shit on there. Like, I know what you mean. Though. Like, you, you getting more into your, your alt rock bag. Right. Which is cool. Um, but when, whenever you just do a, you know, spitting a verse, you still, like I said, you give off that same, that swag that it's like, you can't say, oh, yeah, that, that's a white rapper. Oh, that's a black rapper. Like, you don't know till you know. Right. It's well, just a cool flow. Skinny gets excited uh, for when I do like these collab verses. Those are the ones you're saying where I just do like a verse. Normally, if I'm doing a collab verse, it's like that. And then if it's a solo track, I might be, I might get yeah, a yeah, we just like drop a verse on something. Um, and Skinny loves it because he's kind of figured out my formula on a lot of these. And you'll, you'll probably notice it now if I, now that's it where I kind of start off slow, you know, and then like I'll progressively get faster and faster up until a point of where that I'm like, I just stop. And then every time Skinny's like, it gets me so geeked that he does his little weird, you know, screaming thing or whatever he does. Um, so that's kind of my goal now is like, I'm sure that's what happened on uh, don't stop as well. You know, I kind of just got faster and faster and faster until it got into the, the last verse. And then the the verse was over. So my new yeah, strategy. I think we la- we labeled it we labeled it your control frenzy because it seemed out of control but it wasn't. Yes, exactly. It was within your control, but it was wild. It was dope verse too. Um. All right. Uh. So who who do we got in your honorable mentions? Uh, honorable mention. Uh, I'm gonna go with Petra Vita. Um. He's released a good amount of music this year. I hadn't played everything, but I've heard everything. Right. And uh everything I've heard, you know, it's it's always within his style and it's always good. Like I hadn't heard any bullshit from him that I would be like, Oh, you can keep that. Like everything, even when he was coming out with like one a week or two, you know, one every two weeks, whatever he was doing, like they were still good quality songs in my opinion. Right. I, I know he moved recently, like he's still in Sweden, but he moved like houses or whatever apartments something like that and uh so it put a big wrinkle in his whole plans and he's recently rebranded his twitch streaming stuff uh so i know he's doing stuff but it is sometimes surprising me he doesn't put out more music because he is so good it just seems like he would just be really pushing it you know because like it's so consistently uh quality stuff you know um and like i said i think maybe 2020 with his move and then COVID and everything else, I think it just kind of halted stuff. Cause it seemed like the end of last year, he was like, and maybe that was in the summer, even whenever you, like you said, he was putting out the song every two weeks. He just seemed like he was really building momentum. 
Yeah, I agree, hundred um, percent. But I would look forward to hearing, you know, new stuff from him. And then, like his songs, even though they they all sound like him, they still don't ever sound necessarily the same. Like he can make a way different song. Like that rain song is still my favorite one. Yeah, um, my that the, and then the, my the, the song rain big is definitely my favorite. Um, and I've told people that that also, you know, know of him when they're like, what, that's your favorite. And I'm like, it just is. I don't know why. Just something about it, the way he does the hook. I think it's so good. Um, I listened to saltwater eyes. I believe it was yeah. the other day. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck that one's So good too. Um, so anyway, yeah. Shout out Petra Vita. And then I, if I have an honorable mention of some underground people, you know, Brad Sir X and Coop, they're still doing their thing. Now they are podcast friends. So that's maybe why I'm shouting them out. But, uh, you know, they just, they make a lot of stuff. And like we're saying about other people, you know, we've, as you all know, it's hard to make stuff, you know, and they're, they seem to consistently be keeping at it. And it's always uh quality stuff as well. Yeah, I know it's, it's probably hard for a lot of people to get into their, their hardcore stuff. You know, that's something where you're a fan of the genre or you're not, but just the, like you said, the fact that they keep creating and that they can go so many with so many different, like not even a whole genre, but just a, they can go into so many different mixed genres and subgenres. Like the whole, like I wouldn't mind being able to create an 80 sounding song, but I have no idea how I would even start. Like, I don't even know how to make that sound, but they did like a whole 80 sounding album, you know? And to me, that's anytime you can do that kind of creativity, especially when it's just you and somebody else. And it's like I said, when it doesn't take a whole army of people to create it, to me, it's, it's better than the ones that take a whole bunch of people. Right. Well, and uh, I, you know, I always had it and loved their horrorcore stuff, but this Barry uh, song was my shit. So every once in a while, oh, yeah. some will break through. Um, but yeah. And then also, you know, I discovered a dude, uh, Tilo Minotti on Twitter this year that I've really liked him. You know, I don't know him well. I know he's, he works with Omnis and art. Who's called in the podcast before. Who's going to be on internet friends three. So, um, I know like I know him through someone, but you know, he's someone who I thought is pretty good. I just don't know enough for me to probably, you know, say much more. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, I feel like karma is always doing work, you know, out there on the internet. She's trying real hard, really pushing it. So she did a lot in 2020 uh, for the fact that we had a pandemic. I, I, I think she's probably got more features than anybody in the underground. I would say. Yeah, I mean, like, I get I don't, I don't offended. Know anybody else that had that's featured on that many different, you know, right? I get offended whenever all these people don't ask me to be on their projects. So, you know, I won't get into it today. Um, but you know, it's it's hard to notice all these collab albums coming out lately. And I guess I was on Forgotten One, so shout out him. But you're <laughs> you're on you're on the the better one. <laughs> Um, but all right, man. They're, they're not all they're not all good collabs. Sometimes it's good for you to not be a part of it. That's true. That is true. Um, but all right, man. I feel like we've been going at this forever, and I'm gonna have to make shit uh, forever on this. So hopefully that goes well. And um, you got anything else before we get out of here? Nah, man. Next time we talk or something, we'll we'll throw in some stuff about TV and wives and stuff like that. But like I said, we've been going long. I appreciate it. I uh, think we had some good topics going, and uh, hopefully everybody else enjoyed it too. And they'll check out your music and check out the music from everybody we named.
uh, yeah, for sure, man. And then, uh, yeah, just keep a list of any topics you need to bring up for next time and we'll, we'll get to all of it. Sounds good, man. All right. Peace, Dean. Take it easy.